Blog Talk Radio. My mother warned me that some chicken ain't my right hand To trust her only my heart and that elder white man His name is Clancy, I fancy him, gotta give him props He asked the reason why dealerships even let me cop So now I'm speeding and trying to drop away from the fact That she was right, so I triple left, trying to double back The streets are filled with some clues like how I ain't noticed that That they up, see some familiar stuck in the cul-de-sac I pull up, get out, what up, I wanna help But what you want for some solution, and they don't want for themselves Now do I stay, do I go, that's my dilemma And traffic is picking up if I don't leave, I'm gonna get stuck. So I see all we talk. Hope you're enjoying the week that we did as it's posted by this hump day. It's a month of the year. Let's get down to this. I'm trying to have my name. I'm Clowns Double K. I'm on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can find me on Facebook as well. Do my thing. Just go to Facebook.com and uh, search one in the upper left-hand corner. Type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Spell with K. Able to find me there as well. Um, as you can tell by the, the um, musical selection of Tyler the Creator. By the way, please enter the album. It's awesome. You can download YouTube for a good price. Um, got a lot on our plate because, you know, we... You know, it's politics and NFL again. It looks like the president and the vice president can't just just can't let it be. And you know, talk about what happened in week five. And, in addition to the walkout as well as what's going on with the report to week six. But uh, I'm gonna throw a freestyle to man, but I'm gonna introduce my partner. Y'all know him from uh, the yard slash HBCU sports sports blog. We talk about all things HBCU sports as well as. Uh, the Sleazy Radio, which is a radio, a, a radio show on Tuesday, every Tuesday night here on All Talk Radio. He's the one and only Dwayne Nash. Brother man, lots going on. Lots going on. Scott. And, and, and once again, fantastic music choice. Tyler, the creator. I've, I've been on uh, uh, Tyler, the creator ever since his first, actually, his second album. That, that video, mm. his first video from his second album, uh, if I remember correctly, it's called Yonkers. If you've never seen that video, it was something I write that down. very, very simplistic, yet very debating about that video. It it, it, it took me back to, you know, uh, an era of 90s hip-hop for those of us who are of that age range. But this was something that right. came out about maybe uh, 10 years ago. But it, it was it was it was so refreshing at that time to hear something like that, and his baritone <clears throat> voice is so. Ah, uh, I, I don't even want to sit here and wax poetic about about Tyler, man. But it, as as an MC man, in, in terms of his creativity, his flow, his voice, it, it, it's one of those new Jack MCs, if you will, that that I just thoroughly enjoy listening to. And he he creates his own stuff. I mean, no pun intended. Yeah. But he, Actually, like, writes his own music and everything. So he, I'm telling you, man, that album, when I first saw it online through Spice Adams, if y'all know who Spice Adams is, Google. Dude, it's hilarious. Yeah. On his Instagram Spice page. Adams is hilarious, um, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a fool. Um, he was bump, he was bumping Todd the Creator when that when his latest album just came out, and I saw myself just bow my head. I was like, who is this brother? And so, of course, I had to go to, to iTunes and, 
and sample some of his music from that album and you know, from the album Flower Boy. And I've been a fan ever since. So again, yeah. those of y'all out there, I, I plug it on Facebook and Twitter as well. If y'all haven't peeped Tyler the Creator, you're late. But just because <laughs> you're late doesn't mean you're out of the game. Check it out. Peep it. Cop the album. It's 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 dope. It's 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 well it's well worth it. <clears throat> uh I know that we're <clears throat> planning on now talking about the week that was in the NFL with the stage protest and of of of, of our vice president Mike Pence and everything, but Given what happened last night in soccer with the U.S. men's team just failing to qualify for the first time since we were a little kids uh, for the World Cup, I want to just touch on that just briefly. I know we're not going to spend the majority of the podcast on this, but how crazy is that? Just how crazy is that that our men's team, which is supposed to be one of the best we've ever fielded on paper, mm-hmm. not only failed to qualify for the World Cup, but losing to Trinidad and Tobago, the worst squad in the hexagonal group stage, in the yeah. process, I, I can't, I can't process that. Well, how about you don't process this? <clears throat> um, you know, I, they, they actually had a stat on ESPN, I think, over the weekend that talked about mm-hmm. the percentage of the teams within that group moving on to the uh, to the World Cup. And, right. of course, I think Saturday, someone had already advanced on Saturday. I can't remember who it was because, right. you know, I was, I think it was Mexico, uh, dealing with group Mexico and Costa Rica. Yeah, I, I was dealing with a little Jiho fatigue at that moment, but I did notice that they were talking about the World Cup enough. But they said something about mm-hmm. the U.S. having a 90-something percent chance of advancing to the next round. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then, you know, <laughs> we're doing the show yesterday. And we're sitting there looking at the score, and we got it on game uh, on 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 uh, it's not GameCast. What's it called on ESPN when they actually have the the score live update every twenty five seconds? But whatever it is, we're watching that while we're doing our show last night, and we're just noticing how the score is two one, and realizing that we not only are down two one, but we scored a goal for them by kicking the ball in our own goal. But yeah. I digress. Mexico decided they wanted to be jerks and, and lose big too. So you know that didn't help and either. Costa Rica but, too. Yeah. So you, you you had those two situations keeping us out of the, the World Cup. But you know it was a situation where we should have won that game. It, 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 we, we we basically and I hate this this, this phrase uh, uh, destiny in our own hands. We were yeah. supposed to beat. You know, a TNT man, and, and and failed to do so. So yeah, if anybody's to blame, it's us. So you right. know, and we're just gonna sit back and we gotta stew on that for a little bit. Exactly. We were watching the. I was watching the highlights, and we were just standing around flat-footed on defense. Yeah. And when I once week, it was a sweet goal, but it shouldn't have happened because no one checked him. He was so wide open. I mean, we were standing mm. flat for a dude just kicked the ball. He's like, okay, he's not going to check me. I'll, I'll shoot from way out here. He shot from way out there, and it, it was beautiful because it went over the gig, the um, their goalkeeper head, but it shouldn't have happened because no one checked him. And it was like that the majority of the evening. And, you know, they were just they were just came out flat. We came out flat. We we just came out not ready to play. That's, I mean, wow. just called for what it is. We just didn't show up. We, didn't show, we just didn't show the hell up. And 
you know, I, I told somebody this, if we lose, lose the TNT, we'll deserve to go. It, you know, regardless of what, what happens in the, in, the, in the other two matches that night. And mm-hmm. the, the, the worst fact about that is we lost to TNT's beating because mm-hmm. one guy was hurt. The other guy, the other star, was not eligible because he had so many yellow cards accumulated in previous matches. Um, yeah, we lost to that B team. Bunch of young dudes with nothing to lose. We lost to those guys. So, thanks hmm. again. I'm going to spend one more moment on this, and we'll get to, we'll change gears, change gears on this. But you know, when you see how the women, how successful the women is, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the women are part of my bad grammar. Um, it makes you wonder. We finally, finally promote the women as much as we promote the men's because let's just be honest, no matter how hard the men try, they're just okay. I'm not going to say they mm-hmm. suck because we're ranked pretty high in the world not besides the women because the women are the best team in the world ranked in the, in, the, in the FIFA rankings, but we're just okay. And why don't we just divert some of the money that since we're not paying our women enough, why don't we give, give back the women some love and promote them as much if not as more because they're the best women's squad in the world. We got the best women's squad, squad in, 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 in all of soccer. And, and just turn the page unless, you know, the U.S. men's, uh, U.S. soccer, government body, U.S. soccer, does anything about doing a better job recruiting young people, developing young people, i.e. going to, like, urban neighborhoods and not just relying on the, the kids with privilege with these high-ass what a privilege, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I could. This is another show in itself. We may talk about some more next week, but I, I'm just throwing it out there. What, 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 what quick thing you think we'll do to maybe change the fortune of U.S. soccer? Wow. Um... Well, one, you're going to have to help me out a little bit with this because, of course, my earliest full remembrance of, of, of fully paying attention to uh, to U.S. soccer, and that's still not a lot in comparison to the other sports as a whole. Sure, of course. What's Freddie to do? And, of course, because Freddie was a local guy. And right. one of the, the problems with Freddie was that he knew that he couldn't be a superstar here, so he had to go internationally. So it, it has to be a situation where, and, and, and I know that Freddie wasn't the only guy to do it, that you, you try to keep more and more of your homegrown stars here in the States. Now, I know that MLS is doing a good job of, of keeping the majority of them here, but it, it, something has to be done, I guess, within the schools. But I, I don't I don't know. Uh, it's yeah. the sport is slowly growing, you know. The sport is slowly growing, but to to to, to push it more and 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 this is something that's ingrained in other countries that is just not ingrained here. Is because of yeah, of course the generations true. of baseball, generations of football, generations of basketball. We're we're, right. we're still really, if you think about it, maybe twenty years in. To you know, kids really playing soccer and really being accepted. 
I mean, I had cats I went to high school with that played soccer. But if you look at the soccer team back then, which was in the early 90s, it was mm-hmm. mainly whites and Hispanics. Now you have more African Americans playing soccer. You have, and, 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 and it's because it's, it's becoming a little bit more readily available in urban areas, but it's still going to have to take some time. You know, we're still right. infants in the situation. You know, it's just going to take a little bit more time for us to continue to grow. But we're getting there, but it's going to have to be a little bit more consistent in terms of of playing. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe even taking it a little bit more seriously. Like you said, with them playing flat-footed and, and, and just not being attentive, attentive in a game that they should have won. I understand people have bad yeah. games, but, man, it's – that that's was not one of them times to have a bad game. Exactly. Now yeah. I get someone's B team as well. Um, I would say this, and we'll just keep, keep it moving to the NFL. Um, I know that from what I've been – I'm kind of Johnny completely in the sport for the last 10 years, give or take 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, um, since the World Cup – well, actually, before the World, the, the World Cup in South Africa, which was, I think, in 2012. Not, no, not 2012, but 2010. Um, but I'm just, I, you know, and I know that our under-17 soccer, you know, team, and like who's in the World Cup right now, they're undefeated in pool play. Mm-hmm. So I know the future is bright. We got young kids. Mm-hmm. The academies are moving up, and they're doing quite well for themselves. And plus, our men's team has this 18- or 19-year-old stud, uh, Christian Polizic. I know I butchered his last name, but he's a stud. He scored the only okay. goal last night. But outside of that, man, I don't know what they need to do. I think they need to retool their, their recruiting. I think they re- need to do a better job of being more open to kids of all backgrounds, not just rich kids that can afford to go to these expensive-ass academies. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I just think we need to redo our strategy if we really want to be taken serious. I mean, it's all about the end game. What's the end game? If you want to be taken seriously with the Argentinas, the Germanys, the Brazils of the world, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step it up. You gotta, you gotta open up the pool uh, because more yeah. kids today are playing soccer than when we were kids, and it's going to be. Become... you know what else, Scott? Yeah, I was gonna say one of the other things is the one thing that they do internationally that we don't do here is pay. Mm-hmm. You know, soccer players. We don't pay right. them, and their salaries are nowhere near, you know, the 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 equivalent of the NBA, NHL, MLB, and the NFL. But once again, that's still because they don't have the same amount of fan base. Uh, they don't have the same type of TV deals. But if, if, if there's a way that you know that can continue to grow and make it more enticing, because that's the one thing, you know, a lot of times. It, it, we say it, and we know it's it's mainly true that mm-hmm. sports can be an avenue out for those in urban areas. And if you can make true soccer that. as attractive as those other sports, I'm still trying to figure out why yeah. baseball isn't as attractive because it's less wear and tear in your body and it's more of a guaranteed contract outside of the NBA, but you get bigger deals right. in the MLB too. But it's also harder to get into the uh, into the majors as well with baseball, but I digress. Still, if you can make it financially attractive to those in the urban areas who want to play soccer, then more people will want to play soccer. Right. 
Right. Exactly. All right. So that said, let's move right along to what happened in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Um, you all know, and you know, and probably everybody else in the world who have been living under the rock knows about Vice our Vice President Mike Pence taking in party. Uh, actually, he didn't take part of, uh, of the uh, Indianapolis Colts and San Francisco 49ers game. He was just there for a hot second and bounced right after the anthem. Uh, because he, you know, we all know what he said. He, well, what he tweeted, he couldn't, not paraphrase, I'm not going to bother to read it again, but basically saying that he would not, like, witness the, dis, in his eyes, the disrespect of the American flag and national anthem. And, you know, of course, Trump, he couldn't, President Trump couldn't help himself when he said that he told him that if yeah. they do, they do sit, they do kneel, rather, that, he was, to, he was ordered to leave. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even be slick about it. <laughs> but nah. I, I still have to say this. I'm not going to get too too political here. It's not a political show, but I will say this. Nah. You know, it's time, it's long been time for folks to stop saying, quote, stick sports. Mainly because you, you I have athletes that have long used a platform for activism. See mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali, see the summit in 1967 with Jim Brown and company, supporting Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali's decision not to go to Vietnam. But we have a sitting president who can't stop talking about sports teams. Yeah. And, and, and trying to use his diverse, divisive rhetoric. So, of course, we're going to still talk about it. We're not going to still talk about sports. Of course, Jamel Hills of the world and Michael Smith of the world are not going to stick to sports. Of course, the Skip Bayless's. Smiths, the Shannon Sharps, the best of the world are not going to stick to sports because you got politicians who can't stop yapping about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like that since the time of forces to begin up forever. So, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I think I'll just say this. This shit's going to get very ugly. Very ugly. Because now you got Jerry Jones saying that if he's if people are gonna kneel, they're gonna get their asses fired. You got a, mm-hmm. you got the, the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, who was mm-hmm. seen to be a proponent of the activism originally, turn around and say the it's the policy that that cats must stand for anthem oil. And you're probably gonna have more and more NFL owners coming out and saying the same thing. I don't know. Again, I know. I understand that football players do not have guaranteed contracts. The union is probably the weakest in the world. <laughs> but I don't think guys are going to just go out like punks. And I, I don't. I don't think the white counterparts appreciate them being punked as well. Yeah, I think about Aaron Rodgers' plea for equality. I think about what Tom Brady said about equality. I think about what other. White players have said about equality recently. Um, it's going to get ugly, bro. I, 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 I don't. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to advocate that these players do this, but it wouldn't surprise me if players, if, if they're brave enough, if they go to Jerry Jones or Stephen Ross or any other owner who seems to be backing down from President Trump's rhetoric and, and blast and Twitter blast. I, I think we're going to see a sit out. I think we're going to see. We, I think we're going to see a player boycott. 
if 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 if, if, if things get pushed up, because I know cats are meeting in New York right now. Players, like some players, some owners, some some meeting, meeting with the commissioner. They met with them before. Apparently, it got pretty heated. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, I, dude, this Sunday is going to be very interesting. And I, I just think that if, if cats don't boycott themselves, especially teams like Seattle, especially, you know, in Seattle, Baltimore, teams that are very outspoken socially, mm-hmm. I'll be shocked. I will honestly be shocked if players don't call the, some of the owners bluff on this. I, I will be shocked. This workforce is 75, 70% African American. I'm just thinking, I, I mean, if you back of, if you test a man's manhood, stuff happens. I honestly believe that. Yeah. Um, especially like professional athletes who've gotten to this far at this point in their lives by not backing down, among all things, among other, other things. And the owners as well. So I don't know what's going to happen, dude. I just think if, if, if we don't see anything drastic, if, we don't, if I don't see any players sitting or challenging the owners' bluff, I would be shocked. I would be totally shocked. Now, it's going to be insane because, of course, tomorrow starts this week's, um, right. uh, this week's uh, slate of games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, allegedly there was a, a, a statement going around about the enforcement of the uh, uh, the pregame policy in the league. Right. Apparently, there's always been a policy in, in terms of how to address uh, the U.S. flag and the national anthem pregame. Sure, but it just hasn't been enforced. Now the mm-hmm. league is actually talking about enforcing said rule and penalizing mm-hmm. teams that fail to adhere to the policy by levying fines, suspensions, and even taking away draft picks. So it's, it's going to become harder on teams with the league now doing the same. And you're going to add Daniel Snyder to that list of owners that has come out and said that he wants his players to stand um, during the national yeah, anthem. And of course, that's not shocking. Either. Not at all. But in this this uh, this uh, in this policy, uh, <clears throat> it, it lists in detail what these players mm-hmm. need to do during the national anthem, and it also says that no player should be sit- kneeling, sitting, or, or even in the locker room. So they're asking and within this policy that all players be out on the sidelines. And you're right. I have mm. no idea what's going to happen, but it does seem like it's going to become a situation um, where there could be a, 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 a sit-out just for that main reason of, you you don't test the man's resolve. You don't you don't you don't call his bluff. You know, right. especially like you said, guys that are involved in a confrontational sport. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting because you have uh, uh, the skins playing the Niners, the team, of course, that that uh, that started said uh, said protest and 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 right. once again, like you also said, these these organizations that have 
historically been known to to to, to have a political voice like the 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 Ravens, like the the uh, the Seahawks, like the Steelers. So yeah, this weekend They're is going to be very interesting. <laughs> What's that? So, so the Steelers are very divided on that issue. That that's probably about to wreck their locker room. But but go ahead. Oh wow. So that just makes it even yeah. more interesting how, how this situation is going to be handled. And, and it's right, oddly enough, on the heels of the renegotiation. Well, actually, no, we, we still have a couple more years for the renegotiation of the um, the, uh, 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 the, 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 what's that, the, um, the, the deal with the, the, the players' union. What's oh, that, the, uh, 2022? Yeah, the collective bargaining agreement. The, the yeah, collective bargaining, bargaining agreement. Now, we're, we're years away from that. But there, there are a lot of glaring issues that the union wants to deal with, and then you compound that with this. There's a possibility that they may end up uh, uh, calling for the CBA to be dealt with a lot quicker than 2022 um, yeah. for this sole purpose. It's a, we, we, we may need to get ready to prepare ourselves for this season not finishing up because of this. So it's mm. going to be really, really interesting to see who's right. going to be willing to be confrontational this weekend and, and, and take a stand and, 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 and how uh, the, the league and owners will react. Yeah, that's a good point. That is very, that is huge too. <clears throat> because mm-hmm. if they don't feel that these, I mean, shades, people saying shades of, uh, yeah. Placement players may be back into play, but I don't know about all that, yo. I, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, that was an anomaly. The, the scab, yeah. the quote-unquote scab season of 87, I guess I think it was. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, 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 it's crazy. This is some crazy times. I mean, I could postulate the fact that this is more or less had to do with Maybe uh, President Trump's getting back at the NFL for keeping him out the, at the boys' club for several years. Remember mm-hmm. when he tried to buy into the NFL before he ended up pushing the the Jones the USFL. The one who had the head against the NFL in the, in the fall stuff just remained a spring sport and stayed in the flame. And they broke yeah. up in the USFL because it's vengeful to nature. Then he tried to get by the Bills like what a few years ago, three, four seasons uh-huh. ago. And the ironic thing is, the NFL had box that kept Donald Trump out. He wouldn't be our president. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the funniest thing. But exactly. that's not a hint or there. The fact of the matter is, I think this is more of him. I don't think it's about patriotism with with, with this gentleman. I think it's about not only about uh, asserting his power, but it's about vengeance. He's looking to get the NFL back. By turning yeah. the public against it and affecting the yeah. bottom line, that's what this is. I mean, I would say I would pass, I would go on and say it's a shell game for keeping folks from being focused on on this on this legislative failure, if you will, this promise of repealing mm-hmm. Obamacare, the ACA, uh, and, and, and whatnot, and, and this failure of Fed finding finances to build a wall uh, along Mexico, the Mexican Texas border or whatever, but I think that this is more vengeance, man. The more and more this goes on, he's just not saying it's vengeance. Obviously, he's not going to say it's vengeance. 
they going to be talking trash about the product. Because, yeah. again, I think this is revenge for him. I think this is a chance. Because, no, he's not going after the NBA. He's not going after Major League Baseball. He's not going no. to go after the other sports. And, and the mm-hmm. NBA has more spoken than the NFL players. Yes, sir. Against President Trump. But he's not going, notice he's not going after them. He's going after the NFL. Because mm-hmm. he, he, I'm, I'm telling you, I think it's a vengeance thing with this, uh, with this guy. And he's not going to stop. He is not going to stop, and which is why, to your point, dude is going to really – this is going to be a very interesting NFL season. Very interesting. So, now, to make it even worse, crazy. see, yes. now the, the NBA season starts next week, and that will right. be the telltale sign on how much he's going to pay attention to the actions of what's going on in the NBA or not. Because, of he's course, not it's not happening a lot – well, yeah, exactly. But he, 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 it's not <laughs> happening a lot in Major League Baseball. So that's why right. he's really not talking about it a lot there. But mm-hmm. it's going to happen a lot in the, in, in the NBA. So I want to see exactly how much attention he starts paying to the NBA and what he actually has to say. But you know what? If you were very petty, you'd be vengeful towards the NFL too if you won a case against them and – and in, in the in the case was settled for seventy nine cents. I don't know if you remember yeah. that during that thirty for thirty, your boy tried to have yeah, Donald the Trump that that seventy nine cent check. He didn't want no part <laughs> of it. He just stood up and left. So I'd be upset too. And and this is a perfect way for 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 him to finally to really win over the NFL. And, and I just find it interesting <clears throat> that the league hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially with a lot of these owners being the guys that kept him out of the NFL from buying the team in the first place. Right. But yet they, a lot of them were the ones that supported him. It was unanimous. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Even the same people who voted for this this guy. It was unanimous. The same one that voted for him? I just just find it odd that that's the case. You can't be one of well, us, but you can. The back pockets. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they vote back pockets. I, I you got some liberal owners. You got some owners who typically lean to the left, as in the yeah. Robert Kraft in New England, and a few others who voted for President Trump. So mm-hmm. again, people vote with their back pockets. That's the bottom yeah. line, and so that's why a lot of these, these owner supporters. But to again. This and I'm not going to belabor the point. Lord, Lord knows, we politics gives me ulcers. But again, I think that he's the president. The president is looking at all 32 of these owners who kept the club only a few years ago when he tried to purchase the Bills, and he's looking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I got something for that ass. I got something for you. And I think it's a huge vengeful play. He's making. A, he's doing it under the guise of patriotism. But we all mm-hmm. know, we all know that it is a uh, play of vengeance. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how this plays out. It's interesting to see how the players react. Again, I'll be shocked if nothing. If they just call the owners bluff. You'll probably be shocked that they finish the season. <laughs> yeah, I'll be highly shocked if the season is finished. Yeah, it's it's going to get ugly. It's going to get very ugly before anything clears up because the owners are in the back pockets of the. President, the same president is trying to get back at them 
And again, mm-hmm. like you said, to your point, I'm shocked that they hadn't seen that. Maybe some have. I'm afraid to say some, but I think the majority have not. Um, and yeah, we'll just see. But speaking of week five, other, other events of week five, shocking events of week five, horrific events of, East, of week five. <laughs> Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger playing Ooh. like Large Benjamin, five interceptions, Ooh. two returns for touchdowns, two two pick sixes, albeit both yeah. tips. But they were both horrible passes. He's six for five. These passes shouldn't be tipped at the line of scrimmage. At least the first one was. The second one, where he just forces it into coverage, it was tipped there. The third one, mm. I mean, you know, like I said, the last one, we tried to go over the middle to Antonio Brown. Looks like it got. I mean, it was a great pick. He do jumped and got it, brought it down. But how horrible! This is horrible. I mean. 30 to 9 to the Jaguars? Look, I know the Jaguars are much improved defensively. Leonard Fournette is a stud up running back. And then, you know, and, and, you know I love the way uh, like Leonard Fournette, after he stepped on the dude, basically told Mike Mitchell to come, to, to come and get me. That was, that, was, that was cool as hell. I had to give him props for that. That was cool. And, you know, I don't know if you know, if you, if you know the name, um, Eddie Masonette, the, the, uh, the, the, um, Ed, the sports fan, he's a big Jaguars fan. The front row of mine is a big Jaguars fan. He's big looking okay. to talk smack. I'm surprised that didn't hit me up yet. But at any rate, uh, <laughs> I'm just shocked. I mean, I know the Jaguars is much improved, but is Ben Roethlisberger really this bad? Is he really, really semi-retired? Because he's talking about retiring in the off-season. Off he's playing like he has one foot in and one foot out. But what's your take on the whole Mess of the steals right now. I mean, they're, they're just a mess offensively. I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. Well, it just happens. That it's one game. If it becomes consistent, then that's when yeah. I will really start to worry. But right, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing people are, are overly shocked because it's the Jaguars, but shouldn't be right. shocked because it's the Jaguars. Um, you're gonna have to help me with the uh, the other corner, but you know, Jalen Ramsey on one side, and then they have another young corner on the other side. Those guys have yeah, been playing he's a fantastic. Former undrafted free agent, I forget his name. He's a former undrafted yeah. free agent who 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 brought who came into the league with another team, signed a big deal with the Jaguars, and mm-hmm. he's 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 a ball. He he is legit. I forget his name, but he is very legit. They got a damn good. Season. Yeah. You know, yeah, so you, you have those guys season. that they've been drafting young, and 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 those guys that have been getting hurt, or they that they drafted hurt are now starting to get healthy. They've actually picked up a couple of guys free agent-wise. So this team is slowly mm. turning around. Leonard Fournette comes into the season saying that everything seems like it's in slow motion. This is going to be easy for him, and everybody laughed at him. Here we are week five wondering, oh, my God, was he right? The only thing is that's the problem is that we can't get any consistency out of Blake Bortles. This is the same Blake Bortles yeah. that everyone was, was touting just a couple of seasons ago thinking that with him and the receivers that they had at the time, uh, and Alan Hearns, and I forget who the other receiver was back then, but um, mm-hmm. they thought that they would be the next big thing, and, and it just never panned out. But now it's starting to come into fruition, but yet they can't get, excuse me, the play out of out of Blake like they need. So if that happens, then Jacksonville may become extremely dangerous. But right now, 
I don't know if they'll ever get it for this season, but um, even still, running game, good defense, they should be able to compete in this league, so they should be fine. Right. Well, imagine they had a quarterback who was worth a damn. That, oh. that, 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 that would be something. If they had a quarterback who was – I mean, Blake Bortles, he, he sucks. It's time to move on. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I wonder why they won't bring a Colin Kaepernick, but that's another story for another time. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I think that Jacksonville is a quarterback – they're a quarterback away. They're a legit quarterback yeah. away. It doesn't have to be a superstar, but just be worth a damn. Instead of being mm-hmm. a tomato can like Bortles. Because keep in mind that Bortles only complete he, – he barely completed a, a couple passes in the second half. He was maybe yeah. maybe attempted 14 passes, was intercepted once. I mean, the only way Jacksonville was beating the Steelers was if they scored points defensively on special teams. And they got to the defensive part twice. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just don't know. I just I don't know what's going on. I mean, plus, wasn't the Jaguars supposed to be dead last against the run? Why the hell yeah. did the Pittsburgh Steelers come out passing? Why did they give yeah. Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell, fifteen times rushing the ball fifteen times? What? Why? 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 I don't. I don't. I know that you take what the defense gives you. I know Jacksonville stacks the box with eight cats in the box, but hell, they can't stop the run. You can run the ball pretty damn well. Just dictate, mm-hmm. dictate tempo, dictate the, to the defense what you're gonna do. Don't be reactionary. That's crazy. But on the brighter side of things, well, I'll get to two more things. First, the Panthers winning on the road. How impressed are, are you with Cam Newton? Be winning right now, beat Matt Stafford at his place. Yeah, you know, just we we talked about this in terms of that game being a show me game. And whoever comes mm-hmm. out of, of that game, a winner, will be impressed, uh, impressive. And yeah. I am impressed with Carolina. This is the same Cam that we just questioned a couple of weeks ago, whether or not his, elbow, his shoulder was healthy or not. Now, right. he stuck his foot in his mouth last week with the comments that he made. And it's kind of funny of how that was huge news only to get trumped by Trump and Pence. But I digress. Right. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but he came out. And he had a good game. He had, what, uh, 355 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions uh, uh, against a high-octane offense in, in, in Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say that he's back, but he's getting close. I mean, he, he played against a, 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 the league's worst defense in, in, in uh, New England a week prior to jumpstart, you know, his, his, his season. Had a good game against. Um, Detroit, and and now he has another one coming up against Philadelphia. This is another prove it game. Um, these two teams I have in my 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 top eight in Philly and in Carolina. The winner of this one, um, just might be the leader in the NFC. Um, in, in my eyes. Uh, 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 at the end of this week, because they, they've been playing some good football within the past couple of weeks, and um, Carson Wentz hasn't been putting up overly huge numbers, but he's been putting up good numbers, and 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 they've been beating teams with the, the their only loss, of course, is to the only undefeated team uh, left in the league in, in the uh, in the Chiefs. So I'm I'm waiting to see. Um, can Cam do it one more time? If he does it one more time, then what can I say? Mm, there you go. 
I, I just think that I think I don't know who I, I don't know what happened. Maybe the criticism of him sticking his foot in his mouth with the sexual comments. But before that, he was dealing in, in New England. Granted, New England has a terrible defense. <laughs> but yeah, this is a big. There was a big game last week because Detroit is playing pretty well, and it's hard to win in in that dome. They are mm-hmm. two great home, but. To, for them to go for Cam to do his two tracks in a row on the road, and you, we all know how hard it is to win the NFL on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's something to be. It's Carolina is something to be reckoned with. I think again. I think they're back. I think they're back on the sideline in the NFC. I think they're the second best team out right after Green Bay. I think Green Bay is the best team in the NFC. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that. I think if they're in there, man, between them, Philly, I don't think Philly's all that great. That's just me. They haven't played anybody. Mm-hmm. The team that they've been played is got snapped by Kansas City, even though they hung in there. But, you know, but they should have lost to your, to, to, to your Washington team. They should have, you know, and, and I know they spanked um, the Cardinals, but they're the Cardinals. But we'll see yeah. what's going to happen with them. And I'm sure shot a little bit. For tomorrow night's game, when Philly has to go to Charlotte to play the Panthers, that's when we know how good Philly really is. And if, if the Panthers really took the corner and they're laying egg at home after coming up with two big world wins, look the hell out. Because they would they would pretty much effectively assert themselves as one of the, t- the top teams in the NFC if, you take out, if they take out Philly. Now, what we need to be gracious about, this, to be great to be great to be grateful about, is the Cowboys lost again. And ah, now they yeah. lost again to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is just their daddy. I mean, they just might as well just bow down <laughs> and take a nail to him when he walks and takes the field. He, <laughs> he just owns them. It's just so funny to me. I mean, they, they blew another big lead, okay? And, you know, I know that they rallied against the Packers in the playoffs this past year, only to be broken again by, like, like before, by Aaron Rodgers on the field goal kick. That was amazing. But for them to blow up, was a 15-point lead in the second half? And, you know, oh, I didn't see exactly what the score was. Yeah, and, 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 and I think they were down. I think Dallas was at 27 to 12 or something mm. like that. And they and Green Bay came back, man. And of course, Aaron Rodgers with that sweet pass in the end zone with a few seconds left. That was hilarious. I laughed out loud. I literally <laughs> laughed out loud. I'm like, got him again. He got him again. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 it, I just I enjoyed that. I I mean, this people who know me well know this, but folks don't understand. I really hate Dallas. And for Dallas. <laughs> Anytime Dallas falls on its collective face, the Cowboys fall on the collective faces. It's it, it's 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 beautiful to me. It's 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 borderline erotic. You see Dallas lose in such agonizing fashion. But anyway, I'm getting I'm getting off the rails here. But I I just thought that that was hilarious. You see Dallas blow the game out. I think they had a two, I mean two and two or two or two and three. They're two and three. Two and three. They're two and three. Yeah. Matter of fact, did you see? The, did you see the uh, the Snapchat of the uh, the Packers fan that was in Dallas? No, no, I didn't. He, yeah, he was surrounded by Cowboy fans, and mm-hmm. 
he, he Snapchatted, you know, the, the, the fans around him with a minute and 13 to go when, when Dallas scored to take that lead. And he just he's just smiling like he knows what's about to happen. Like he knew Aaron Rodgers was going to come on the field and, and, and lead that team to victory. It, 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 it's hilarious. It's like he's the only Packer fan in the shot. And the Cowboy fans are just elated that they took the lead with, with that little bit of time left to go in the fourth quarter. And he's just looking at his camera like, yeah, they, they don't know yet. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious. That's so funny. That's That's hilarious. But yeah, I didn't check that out because I, I just like people just want well, the saws and whatnot. But I just want to see that. <laughs> um, yeah, one more thing before we talk, we're going to weeks, I guess six. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson finally was freed. Um, yeah, I know Sean Payton called the trade a Peterson quote common sense. I I, I thought that Peterson signing in, in New Orleans was a bad fit to to begin with because all Sean Payton likes to do is pass. Yeah, and maybe give this ball to the scat backs. They don't really doesn't believe in the power winning game. He hasn't since he won the Super Bowl. I guess it was two thousand ten. I ten I think. Um, when like when the Saints beat the Colts, Kate Manning and yeah. the Colts went back win. Um, but I, he's a better fit in Arizona. I would love to see him before the season and the in in New York for for the Giants. Maybe we'll help the Giants win a couple of games here and there. He would have been a better fit in New England as well. Uh, hey, he's in Arizona. I run the ball with him. I'm thankful that he's in town. Taking the place of, I think, was that Johnson kid that got injured and he's out for probably the rest of the season from week one. Um, mm-hmm. So, are we going to see shades of Minnesota AP? Or is he just playing with Adrian Peterson at this point, even though he has less wear and tear? That's a fantastic question. I really don't have an answer for you. I, I didn't get a chance to see him play while he was in New, uh, New Orleans, but I know he wasn't getting a lot of a lot of attempts. Um, right. He'll probably get into that mix with Andre Ellington, and uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, the third now back that they have in in Arizona, but he's going to get in that mix. But the thing about AP is he's going to need a lot of carries. He's going to need somewhere between 15 to 20 carries in order to get going. Um, right. And the, and the question is, will they give it to him? So that will determine which AP we see. If we see um, that, that Arians gives him the 15 to 20, then we might get a chance to see the um, the, uh, the, the, the the old AP. And one person who will really benefit from that, of course, would be Carson Palmer because he just can't seem to get a passing game going um, completely, and, and, and it's been stymied uh, as well as the fact that they're not having a run game and, and no David Johnson. So, um, yeah, it'll just depend upon how quickly he can get acclimated to this playbook and how many touches he starts getting. I don't expect him to, to start getting those touches probably for another two or three weeks. But um, it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens and, and how they go about doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, it's because – but basically he should have kept his ass in, in Minnesota. <laughs> Except I think they were going to cut him anyway. 
oh, wow, you didn't think it was a sign for a lesser deal there? Cause they, he, I don't they, think so. To your point, you're probably right, but, yeah, but he, they, he probably could have resigned with them for less. But even though Maybe. Maybe. got in New Orleans, but. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but he wasn't going to be AP anywhere else but Minnesota, but. But it would have been at the Vikings' price. To your point, I think you're right. But he would have gotten more still with Minnesota than he would have. Than did, what did he did in, in New Orleans and later now in Arizona. So, but one one last thing: the oddity of the NFL. This is like bizarre, bizarre world for more reasons than one. But how about the LA Rams and Jacksonville matchup? The winner of that game would be four and two. And would lead in the division. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, the LA Rams or the Jacksonville Jaguars would be four and two after this weekend and be in first place in the division. How wild is that? How it's wild insane. is that? It's crazy. It's crazy. We were just talking about. But I was. Uh huh. We were just talking about it on the show last night. Um, yeah. A year or two ago, this would have been considered a pillow fight for us. You know, this is a situation where we would have seen a team in, in the Rams probably halfway through the season that may have been like the three and six or four and five against the Jaguars who were two and six or two and seven. Mm-hmm. At this point, this, you wouldn't have told me that the winner of this game would have walked away or will walk away four and two. And that the team that loses will be three and three. There's no way in the world you would have told me that in the beginning of the year, and I would have believed you. But both these teams have been playing impressive football. They just have. Um, they, it seems like the uh, – well, they, it's not seems like, but they, the Rams have, have gotten a renaissance offensively uh, with, with, with Sean McVay and defensively with, uh, 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 with Wade Phillips. So, it, but three and two? There's no way you would have told me that they would have been three and two at this, at this point. It's crazy. I will say this. The Rams, like the Jaguars, the Rams are a lot better this year. It's amazing what a coaching change could do to a team. I mean, Jeff yeah. Fisher missed the 7-9. You know, he couldn't coach offense out of a paper bag. <laughs> you know, he I mean, I mean, bad, bad analogy. But he couldn't coach the offense of his life depending on it. You know, I'm just fucking up my uh, metaphors tonight. But – you know, the whole thing is is that you got a guy, a physical guy, Yoko guy, Sean McVay from Washington, running the show. Mm-hmm. And look how better the Rams' offense looks. Yeah. Than that, guy who knows offense, knows what the hell he's doing offensively. <laughs> Imagine how great that is. But, you know, I'm just I – just, I think back to the game the Rams had against the Seahawks last week where it was the Rams' chance to become the man of the division. But mm-hmm. as everything in life, big brother takes over, overtakes little brother. The Seahawks, mm-hmm. even though they had trouble with the Rams in recent years, the Rams certainly has, has had their number, have had their number, I, you know, they're big brother. And, you know, when big brother flexes, little brother tends to quiver. I mean, it's like that. I mean, I'm, I have a younger brother who like almost three years younger than me who called himself one time trying to help me. Look at his <laughs> eye. <laughs> He's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. I love you, Chris. But anyway. 
But it's, it's, I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's Big Brother still rules, man. But I think that the Rams are better than, actually better than the Seahawks. I think they're really all better this year. And I just, I think that it'll, it may not manifest itself this season, but it sure will be the case next season. The Rams are, they're a team on the rise, man, as yeah. are the Jaguars. But, again, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think that the, the Rams or the Jaguars will be 4-2, playing well, and at the top of the division after this week. That's insane. That's, 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 that's insane to me. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a weird-ass season. Between the protests, between President Trump asserting his will on the NFL, and the Rams and the Jaguars at the top of their divisions, it's been a weird-ass year. And it's going to be even weirder. We're only in week five when we're heading to week six. Hopefully we'll make it to week 17. Well, we'll see if, not, if the end of the world hasn't occurred yet. Uh, <laughs> that too. Oh, God. It's Quiet crazy. before anyway, the storm, I swear. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I just don't know. But anyway, <laughs> thanks a lot, brother, man. You keep the faith. No problem. Right? I'll try to do the best no we problem. can over here. All right, peace. Please. Look at the Wayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleeps Radio every Tuesday now on, on, on uh, Blotter Radio as well as the Sports Ball, the Yard Session, HBCU Sports, and Raps about all things HBCU Sports. Anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. I'm a little exhausted from all this talk about the NFL, but whatever. It is what it is. But I'm Scott Burks. This is the Cloud Hour. Thank y'all for tuning in. Oh, six. Good night. Have a good weekend. <laughs>